gentlemen, you're back. You're listening to the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. That's us. This is me, Cameron Osborne. Uh, I'm here. I'm one of the hosts. I'm one of the co-hosts. The other co-host who's sitting right across from me. His name is Mike the Shoot Shepherd. And we're dancing and we're back. And we're dancing and we're back. That is right, folks. Um, another week of the show. I think this is episode 158, I believe. I'm going to lose count eventually. Uh, <laughs> this is a professional wrestling podcast, so we talk about professional wrestling and nothing else. Mike, I do not care about how your new Xbox Series X is. Um, I don't want you to tell me about how much faster it is, I'm sure. It's humming. It's humming. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, wait. You don't want to know. I don't, I don't want to know because this is only, unless you're talking about playing WWE 2K22. No, which, no, no, no. I'm waiting for the AEW video game. I to come know. Out. You know what I just thought about the other day? <laughs> I pictured some like, uh, some pro, some like, uh, video game programming nerd. Um, who's been spending, who spent, who's been spending like a month and a half just making John Morrison's hair look right. Oh yeah. And then like, and cause you know, the people at 2k, they're hearing the information just like us. They're opening up Twitter and then they see hashtag WWE releases and they're thinking, uh oh. Yeah. I mean, I remember I would always hear for a holiday video game they would always have to have the rosters locked up by like april so <laughs> that's like half the roster that's been released since yeah then. there's been like 60 people in that past i'm sure someone spent a lot of hours working on little presley yeah <laughs> no i saw some like the latest wwe action figure line that came out like half the guys don't even work there it's like the fiend scarlet and a couple others Oh, the action figures. I mean, because that's a whole, there's a mold that's put into place. There's paint. There's like other decisions which go into it, which is a great way to bring us to uh, crowning our very first brand new champion of the week. Um, uh, So let's get into it. Let's get into crowning a brand new tweet of the week champion. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Because, uh, yeah, you know, like you said, the, the the releases are on everyone's mind. You know, they always are. Um, you know, we here at the show uh, are terrified that uh, <laughs> there will, something will happen. We could be next. We honestly, we could be next. Um, but this <laughs> week's uh, this week's br- uh, brand new Tweet of the Week champion goes to a name that you actually br- uh, mentioned yourself recently. Really, see Scarlet, hey. Scarlet Bordeaux. Um, who uh, um, said on Twitter, uh, you know, because right now Mattel just actually posted that you can pre-order your ringside collectible Scarlet uh, <laughs> action figure complete with hourglass and, you know, a little hat to make her look like a queen. And Scarlet Bordeaux replied to the tweet saying, hey, three action figures in less than two years with no with no matches isn't too shabby. Uh, I didn't realize that she, um, you know, I guess that the fact that she never had a match kind of moved past me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was always expecting it was going to happen, but I guess I never really thought at the end there. I mean, Michael Cole's had a match, for God's sakes. Even Mike, I I wonder if she had more (laughs) matches, Michael Cole or... uh, or Scarlet. Yeah, we'll find when her last match was, but it would have been pre-WWE. But hey, you don't have to have a match to be a uh, Twi'lek champion. So Scarlet Bordeaux, uh, you're walking away with this one. Yeah, and hopefully you'll be walking into another company sooner or later. Yeah, I wonder Whenever what the... Uh, I wonder what the... Who wants... Who wants... Uh, 
Carrying Cross. Well, I feel like they're a package deal. Certainly a package deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Because, yeah, to me, um, Carrying Cross sort of feel, falls into this thing like a uh, similar to a Braun Strowman thing. You think somebody pushed as hard as Braun Strowman would be up and rocking right now in one of these other promotions. Uh, but so far, you know, sporadic appearances here and there. Nothing, nothing too concrete. Yeah, we shall see. I mean, that could be Vince McMahon's uh, deep strategy at the end. It's like, if I just release so many talents, Tony can't sign them all or he'll bleed himself dry. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, that that does make sense. But yeah, you know, I think we, we, we can see right here. There are some talents that have not been signed by EW at all. So, you know, it might yeah. backfire on them. Might back, A couple might. big names. Wait, but we'll see. We'll see. But shall we get into the wrestling week? Let's get into the uh, wrestling week um, because uh, we're, we're hot off the heels of Survivor Series, I guess, still. Uh, as the year <laughs> moves on, we have no pay-per-view in December. We're building up to that day one, year one thing. Uh, yeah. But let's cover Friday night's side of Survivor Series with a little bit of SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Because Roman Reigns yeah. right now is coming off of a clean middle-of-the-ring victory over Big E in our Survivor Series main event. I can't think of a pay-per-view whose main event would not be Roman Reigns. Yeah, most of them. And uh, it's up to us to find out who's the next challenger to uh, maybe step up to the plate, maybe. I think someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it for this day one show. Uh, so Kayla Braxton's in the ring, and she goes to announce that Brock Lesnar's suspension has... Oh, but then Roman Reigns interrupts. Don't get to hear what she says. Paul Heyman just berates Kayla, kicks her out of the ring. Crowd chants, we want Brock! Roman cuts a promo, says, I beat Big E, I can beat anyone, doesn't matter. But, yeah, that was the opening segment. Yeah, a, a little head of the table open, opening seg, not too much to take away uh, from here. Um, but, I don't know, Roman Reigns still seems to be our champion. Doesn't seem like he's going to lose anytime soon. No, but uh, they did announce that our main event, we're going to have a Black Friday Invitational Battle Royal where the winner is going to get that next title shot against Roman. So Fantastic. Yeah, maybe the one at uh, year one or maybe or day one. I'm going to keep calling it year yeah. one uh, <laughs> or maybe just something else. Yeah. I mean, this should be the Usos pay-per-view because aren't they the day one-ish? Day one-ish. Oh, that was like four gimmicks ago. Down since. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> well, let's move on because we got Jeff Hardy and Drew McIntyre teaming up against uh, my most hated team currently in all of wrestling, but wow. not for any good reason. Not for any heel reason. I just hate these guys. Happy and madcap. Bunch of fucking losers. Uh, anyways, the match was okay. Crowd likes cheering for Jeff and Drew, so that's fine. Eventually, Drew hits a Claymore. Hardy hits a Swanton. The good guys get the win. Good guys get the win um, because Baron Corbin has to be on television. Of course, right? Like this, this, this has not stopped for years. <laughs> it's not stopped. He's, uh, yeah, he's been the constable. He's been the king. He's been the happy, 
He was the broke guy for a little bit. He's just, but he's always Corbin. He's always, he's know. always himself to say nothing else. When but, the bell rings, he's pretty much the same as always. Uh, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy's kind of hot streak continues. Yeah, and he's he's pulling double duty. He'll be in that battle royal later. He'll so. be in that battle royal later. But uh, I don't know. Hardy's hot streak leads me to believe that he would be a a, a perfect kind of top contender for Roman Reigns. Yeah, I think you know this little run he's having here. The crowd's so behind him. He's obviously not going to win the title, but he's certainly worthy of a shot. I think so. <clears throat> but let's go to Cesaro taking on Ridge Holland. Finally making his SmackDown in-ring debut almost two months after being drafted. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, we saw him in NXT, so looking pretty good here. Uh, roughs up Cesaro, but he gets a little too cocky. Cesaro catches him with a nice little pin to get him get him for the three. Yeah, quick three. Bad, quick, quick loss for that madcap. What do you used to call him? Rich Holland? Rich Holland? Yeah. Well, he's still Rich Holland. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that was that. Then we get Rick Boogs taking on Angel. No more Garza. Um, but this is uh, this is not a regular match. This is a Thanksgiving leftover throwdown match. Because I guess the Thanksgiving was the night before back in the old USA. Yes, of course, because Thursday. And then they kind of, I think, just take the whole week off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they had a big table full of Thanksgiving food all spread out. And, uh Boogs just showing off his strength, just tossing Angel all around with ease. But then Umberto Carrillo jumps up, grabs his guitar, jumps on the food table, and just starts strumming messily at this thing. No no rhythm here. Oh, and has no uh, clue what he's doing. Yeah. He's <laughs> like a two-year-old just picking up and going, blam, blam, blam. <laughs> so Nakamura runs up, kicks out his legs, which causes Carrillo to fall through the table. Food everywhere. and uh, The distraction allows Angel to hit a super kick. And then the wing clipper, Angel gets the win. Um, so Nakamura's thing didn't even help. Nakamura's thing didn't even help. I think this was one of those things where we get this for Thanksgiving, we get this for we get this for all the food-related holidays, or even non-food-related holidays. The day, the show of the day or the day before, you have to have a gimmicked match, which is the Thanksgiving leftovers, the trick or treat. Uh, you know, you have one Christmas related, you know, like anytime there's that holiday associated with the thing, Valentine's Day, chocolate, <laughs> I don't know, it's all going to work. And, you know, kind of like at the end, at the end of this whole card, I guess I'm glad it was this one. Like this match was the, uh, <laughs> like, you know, the, the, yeah. the gimmick, the, the, the holiday gimmick match. You should just call it a holiday yeah. gimmick match. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty I mean, much. That's it. They're all, they're all the same, just different. Exactly. Food items. Sometimes yeah, you get punched. Just different food items. That's that's literally all the differences. But uh, yeah. But we weren't quite done with that yet, though, because Michael Cole comes out uh, to interview Charlotte Flair, and you know she's disappointed at the poor officiating at Survivor Series, missing that. Uh, Becky's grabbing the ropes there for the three count, but Tony Storm comes out to interrupt. She wants a piece of the champ, and Charlotte's just like, no way. You're not even on my level. She takes a swing, but Tony ducks, dumps Charlotte to the floor. She goes after her, but then Charlotte just nails Tony in the face with the old pie. Pie to the face. A real pie. Uh, pumpkin pie. And then Tony just stands there and takes another one. She gets her with a second pie. Which, <laughs> Two I don't know. Pies. I didn't like this. Bad luck. Bad luck for Tony. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't like it. Yeah, after she stood there taking the second pie, that's when I was a little bit confused. Yeah, I didn't. That was dumb. No, well, it was dumb because I mean we're probably you talking know. Tony Storm to be our number one contender uh, for Charlotte, right? Uh, yeah, I would hope so. I mean, she he was pretty good at Survivor Series, but yeah, I don't know. The stupid pie. I just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do that to someone like Otis or something. Then he licks his lips. Yeah, because like, mm, then, then he wants to be pied in the face. <laughs> yeah. You know, Tony, we're just establishing her. But oh, well, whatever. If she gets a title shot, it'll be fun. Anyway. I guess it all works out. Well, let's continue with the women's action. We got some tag team uh, wrestling. Shayna Baszler and Natalia taking on Sasha Banks and Naomi. Um, at one point, and then Natalia drops Naomi hard on the floor, and she just lands in the splits. She's, uh, yeah, that's the cheerleading background there. But, you know, she fights back. She hits a sunset flip on Natalia, holds her down, gets the three count. So big win. Well, not a big win, but a win for Naomi. Sasha. A win. Just a win. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's not like so. they're going to be going for those tag titles because no one even cares about those. Yeah, I still kind of forget who the champions are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's move on to the main event. It's Black Friday. We got that battle royal, as we promised you. Big prize on the line. Universal title shot. Uh, but one of the storylines was Drew McIntyre is not booked in this match. He's talking to Adam Pierce. He's like, what the fuck's going on here? And so he's pissed. He comes out with his sword, and he's just swinging it around like a madman. Uh, Adam Pierce runs out. He's like, bro, you're out of here. So he's kicked out. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, it was kind of weird because we just had a big battle royal on the pay-per-view a couple days before this. and Just coming back with another one. But, you know, no Omos this time. So other guys had a chance. Well, yeah, and this was uh, uh, and this was the SmackDown exclusive crew, though. That's true. Right? Yeah, so you know you had, uh, you know, guys like Cesaro, Ricochet, Sammy, bunch of jobbers. Uh, uh, Corbin betrays Madcap. He eliminated him. Shanky, not Veer. It was Shanky. Yeah. <laughs> also, Corbin's got a little mustache going on now. Looks, uh, it's a dirty in a bad way. It's a dirt. <sighs> dirt stash. But dirt stash. Uh, but anyways, the match comes down to Corbin, Sheamus, and Jeff Hardy. Corbin eliminates Sheamus, but then Hardy eliminates Corbin. They play his music. He's celebrating. Jeff looks like he's won. His swan song continues. But wait! Sami Zayn, he's been waiting outside the ring. He was never eliminated. Comes in, dumps Hardy to the floor, and Sami Zayn with one of the biggest wins of his WWE career. Uh, getting a universal title shot. I hope. Possibly the <laughs> I biggest. I mean, yeah, it's like you just say, I hope. Because, yeah, I mean, he's been screwed over. That's part of his gimmick is all the conspiracies. And, you know, just a few days prior on Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon screwed him out of a WWE title shot. So, yeah. anyway, Sami Zayn got the big win here. Kayla Braxton interviews him. Uh, but then she receives breaking news that next week on SmackDown, Brock Lesnar is going to appear. And that's what makes me a little bit worried about Sami Zayn not getting his opportunity. Yeah, just everything. The way that it was like, it was surprised. Like, I would not be surprised if his title shot disappeared. Um, especially, yeah. I think we were, in North, we were in North Carolina on this show. Uh, Jeff Hardy's home. It just felt like. And then also Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns. Who's our baby face there? Uh, yeah. Or, or is that just one of those hard-fought <laughs> matches between two people? I don't know. 
I hope so. And could be, you know, maybe Sammy's last match in WWE. It could be. Yeah. Who Almost knows? giving him this like Kevin Owens style treatment. Yeah. But either way, I like that he won the Battle Royale. They can't take that away from him. And hopefully they don't take the title shot away. Hopefully they don't. I can't imagine. Uh, <laughs> but they might because you never know. That was all a SmackDown, though. Uh, yeah. So Brock Lesnar's coming back. Did uh, did Kayla say like next week or she just said the suspension is lifted? Uh, and then at the end of the show, I think she said next week. She did say next week? Oh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, God, is that what takes us? I mean, I feel like they won't do that match. I think they will they could save that till the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Lesnar versus Reigns. And then maybe we do get Sammy Reigns at day one. But who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? It's hard to see Roman Reigns, though, now. Probably 450 days plus as uh, as Universal Champion. Yeah, I Fuck, mean he's gonna go. a long time. Yeah, I think he's going till WrestleMania and maybe beyond. If they want to wait for the Rock to come back, well, as soon as know. you said that Rock thing, <laughs> I was like, I guess he's holding it for another Mania. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be an Okada style reign of seven hundred plus days. It could be, unless they want to do the big ultimate swerve. Sami Zayn wins the title. Loses it back the next week. That'd be big because 700, <laughs> 700 days would be the longest, like, kind of, you know, modern ish reign. You know, I mean, at least since yeah. Hulk would have had, you know, he had it there for, you know, it kind of like late 80s and onward, 700 days would beat the record by a fucking mile. Yeah. And I mean, uh, at the rate he's going, I mean, he's got a chance. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. It all comes down to the Rumble and shit this year. Who's going to win the Rumble? I don't know. Yeah, can't wait for that. And uh, what a great episode of SmackDown. Let's move along. Let's move along to a different brand. Same day, different brand. Uh, because, you know, like we just had our Black Friday Battle Royal. It's still Black Friday. Yeah, but I don't think they really mentioned it. It was on Over It on. was on one. It was on one title card. Of course, we're talking uh, about All Elite Wrestling Rampage. Rampage. Rampage, 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 rampage. Black Friday special. It was on the yeah, like one title card. Uh, rampage. We know how this goes. There's three matches, and they're often um, they're often pretty <laughs> good. Uh, we kick off this week's episode of Rampage with some uh, some tag action here. We have Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta taking on uh, members formerly known as the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. That's right. Uh, yeah, fun tag match. Cole and Cassidy having a cool little standoff. Uh, yeah, doing... Uh, Wheeler and Orange Cassidy, they started doing like double team moves in slow motion or Cassidy was doing his part in slow motion. Uh, he's yeah. doing all the fun stuff he loves to do. Uh, but then eventually Cole throws Cassidy into the steps, takes him out of the match, and then Bobby back in the ring hits a big falcon arrow off the top rope onto Wheeler Yuta, and that gets him the pinfall. Yeah, there were a lot of great uh, a lot of great Orange Cassidy, Adam Cole uh, moments here, you know the the old trying to stop Orange Cassidy from in his hands in his pockets. Yeah, uh, you know ev everyone's done it. Everyone's got their own take on it. <laughs> yeah, 
think he stopped them and then did the Adam Cole baby and exactly uh you know you gotta kick an off show with orange Cassidy is always gonna be a great idea um when is uh fucking uh what's his name trent coming back any yeah, t- anytime like we, we see, time. yeah, anytime we see the best friends we got, of course, uh, we see we've been seeing Orange Cassidy, Wheeler Yuta, Chuck Taylor, and Chris Statlander all coming out together doing their own thing. I also saw one of them was wearing a new shirt, and I don't even think Trent was on the shirt. Uh, oh. No idea what the deal is there, but uh, you know, I guess I, I I just I guess I just never pictured Orange Cassidy in a a faction or a tag team. Right, so just kind of having him teaming up with the likes of Wheeler Yuta and other people maybe just feels a little bit bizarre, but yeah, I mean, and he's pretty much their leader. Like they come out to his music and shit now. Exactly, they're all about uh, they're all about OC. Yeah. Well, let's get to some women's wrestling here. We got Riho taking on Britt Baker, non-title match, but if Riho wins, she gets the title shot. Okay. So it's the the old WWE special. <laughs> the old booking special. Yeah, but, uh, you know, crowd's pretty split here, chanting for both these women. Um, and the match itself, pretty evenly fought, except for uh, Baker, of course, has Rebel and Hater on the outside, causing shit whenever they can. But Riho, she fights through this, hits a big double foot stomp off the top rope, gets a big near fall. Britt picks her up. Uh, she goes for a fisherman neck breaker, but then Riho counters that. Captures Britt in a pinning combination and gets the huge three count. Big win. Big win. Yeah, surprising. Uh, surprising win. But, God, it seems like any town any town AEW go to, Rio is so over. Yeah. And, yeah, she's uh, great. This was probably her biggest match, you know, since losing uh, that, you know, since losing the title that she was the inaugural champion of. Yeah, she deserves. She deserves uh, to be right there uh, with the rest of them. Well, this earns her a title shot, so she's got a chance uh, to try and become two-time champ. Yeah, try, just try, try, just try. That's probably all. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if anyone's had the momentum uh, to uh, take down Britt Baker right now. You know, usually you feel these things kind of coming, right? Someone has a lot of momentum, and then things start going the way they are. I don't think any other women have. Maybe because we're. I, I feel like a title change right now would be too soon. We're focusing on this TBS championship thing. Yeah, I think the end game will be Thunder Rosa, probably taking it off Baker. Yeah, yeah. And I, then there'll be a yeah. I could see that. But we'll have to see how the TBS tournament shakes out. She could end up winning. Of that course, there's too. still there's still two uh, matches to go before you know two kind of final semifinal matches before that. The bracket is over. Yeah, but let's get to the final match on this rampage. Daniel Garcia taking on Eddie Kingston, um, and yeah, they had a good amount of time here, and Garcia's got 2.0 at his side, just helping him out whenever they can. But this was just a. Uh, yeah, just a brawl, brawler-style match, Eddie Kingston's favorite. But, you know, Garcia does pretty well. He hangs in there for a bit. He's working over Eddie's leg, but Eddie just fights back, hits these huge suplexes, half and half, dropping Garcia on his head, pretty much. And, uh, yeah, big Saito suplex, and then he hits his hurricane spinning back fist, and that gets him the three. But immediately after, 2.0 jump him, so... Chris Jericho gets up off the announce desk to go and chase them away. 
good Canadian kids. That's what I go 2.0. Yeah, yeah one boy. thing, uh, and this is a great example. When we only see three matches in a card, uh, I don't know if it's easier to book, you know, just because it's less things, but you can have that. You know, the, the first two matches here were very competitive uh, with a lot of great back and forth. But this, and you know, but this was just the straight up fist fight. Right, it's it's great that you know AEW has so many different performers where we can have just even of those three matches, just have the third one be a little bit, just have the third one be different. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is uh, cool. You know, it's uh, you know they use some standard kind of like wrestling maneuvers in here, but they were definitely far more aggressive in in dishing out their punishment. Oh yeah, a rough a rough fight. Yeah, it was uh, another great episode. Of, another great episode of Rampage. Let's move across. Uh, move through the weekend. Anything exciting happen on the weekend? Uh, Remember, keep it wrestling think. related. Has nothing to do with Toronto Maple Leafs or uh, <laughs> yeah, we all nothing to do with the Raptors. Nothing to do with f- fantasy teams or video games <laughs> or disc golf. I don't want to hear anything else. <laughs> is this call still going this late? Uh, well, the season's over, but I'm still out there playing two rounds a week, baby. Let's move. Let's <laughs> let's let's move across then to the next brand. Um, let's move over to our uh, this week's edition of Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. So for the first Raw. for the first time in years, we have a month before a pay per view. Um, and I say years, and I might be right, and we'll have the fact checkers <laughs> check that one out. But yeah, like we said, we're building to our January first show, um, so we do have several weeks to kind of build up these storylines um, and feuds, right? Yeah, so who so. Uh, who kicks off the show this week? None other than the. Uh, the Oh God, many as he's had many names, but uh, <laughs> most consistently is just Seth Rollins coming out, uh, dancing in a big fucking red coat, big red fur coat. Yeah, looking good. Got, uh, pulling, pulling it he's straight always from looking Becky. Pretty good. Pulled it straight from Becky Lynch. I'm mad. I wonder what that closet looks like at the at the Lynch Rollins house. It is probably <laughs> currently the most extravagant clothing. Um, But he opens up this show, um, you know, no one can keep him down, that kind of stuff, (laughs) that kind of stuff. Yeah, and he's got some breaking news. Uh, We all know he's going to get the the title shot against Big E, but now we got a date. Day one. Circle your calendar. Day one. So we have one full month uh, to pull from this, which is fantastic. I love a lot. I love a lot of build. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, a month is pretty good, but uh, Finn Balor comes running out after, beats Seth up, and nails him with the steel steps, some payback for last week. Um, and then they actually have the match that they were supposed to do, so just jump right in. Balor versus Rollins, no fans running in this week, uh, <laughs> you know, just good wrestling here, fast pace. Uh, eventually, Seth nails Finn in the eye, a legal weapon, or a legal tactic, but that allows him to hit the curb stomp to get the win. Uh, this was a great way to start the show. Um, you know, with a short and sweet promo and then a, a match right after that with some high energy. We've seen Seth Rollins and Finn Balor go at it before in those IC title times. 
Um, yeah. You know, which is great. Having Rollins say that he's the guy for day one instead of dragging it out for weeks uh, felt somewhat surprising. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, uh, it's nice. I mean, he can focus on that. Uh, he's still got to deal with Balor in the meantime, but... Yeah, Finn yeah. Balor, who uh, I just saw uh, recently celebrated his uh, 20th year uh, first match anniversary. Wow. Uh, Finn Balor's been wrestling, uh, yeah, for 20 years now, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go backstage. Vince McMahon's got Austin Theory in his office. And, uh, yeah, after last week with the whole egg stealing and giving back, and he says, you're going to sit here with me all night and watch the show, and maybe you're going to learn something. And If you steal from me again, I'll kill you. So, and we just kind of cut back to them throughout the night. Nothing really happens. He's just sitting there testing him. Yeah, know. just sitting there, uh, which is great news. You know, you're, uh, you're, you're a new guy on the roster, and Vince has a segment where you're sitting in his office with him. I mean, yeah. that's pretty good. That's like the one of the biggest wrestling compliments I feel like you can get. In, yeah. In the, I mean, in the whole Vince, industry. He just likes that his name's Austin. So he's like, I can work with that. I, I've worked with Austin's before. <laughs> uh, then we get Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan coming out for the old contract signing for their women's championship match. Liv's first ever contract signing. Never signed a contract ever before. <laughs> Not in public like this. So, uh, yeah, both women come out. Becky just starts talking some trash. She's already signed the contract. Uh, Sonya Deville tells us the titled match will take place next week. So we don't have to wait for day one for that one. Uh, Becky just starts making fun of the New York Islanders getting some big heat because they're in their new building and they haven't even won there yet, so she's like, oh, I won in this building before your team. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was uh, a good one. What's the new arena called? It's, is there a it's name? It's like the U- UBS. UBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. center, something like that. Uh, but eventually, Liv jumps in says, Becky, shut the hell up. Uh, she says, you know, you made fun of me, called me a crybaby, and then you were crying your eyes out after your match with Charlotte. Uh, and then she drops the big line says, you're the reason. My friends are gone because of your big, fat, greedy contract. So some, some don't know, don't know how I feel about that one. Don't know how I feel about if it. It's a little... Uh, yeah, it was a little this, if, that's, this. if that's a little too real, you know? Yeah. Especially for Liv being the baby face. It seemed out, out of character. She was kind of the one being you know, the bully. Uh, you know, so somebody, somebody wrote it. Somebody wrote it down. Somebody wrote it. Somebody yeah. wrote it down, I mean, the and then somebody <laughs> said, yes, do it. So, uh... Yeah. It still got the reaction, the little bit of the ooh. It got but, the ooh, uh, but of course she's probably referring to Ruby Rose <laughs> and uh, Sarah Logan. Uh, Sarah yeah. Logan, Ruby Rose, though, probably making more money now than she was then. <laughs> so uh, maybe it's for the best. Yeah, at least that part. But uh, anyways, this all concludes. They end up booking a ten-woman tag match: uh, Team Becky versus Team Liv. Yeah, later on in the show. Yeah, kind of a Survivor Series bonus. But it's not not elimination style. So. Oh, good because the elimination makes sense. <laughs> it would take long. But uh, we got some title matches on them on the show. We got tag team titles on the line. RK Pro defending against the Dirty Dogs, and uh, yeah, this ended up being a pretty good match. You know, Dirty Dogs—they're always there. They don't—they don't mess around. They put up a good fight. And, uh, Ziggler hits a zigzag, but Randy kicks out of that, like everyone does these days. <laughs> the so. most, probably the most <laughs> kicked out of finishing move 
possibly in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes for his other finisher, the super kick, but Randy avoids that, hits the RKO, gets the win, retains the titles. Retains the titles. Uh, yeah, these guys have been just, you know, continue to be fun. Dirty dogs, though. Nice to see him back again. Good Canadian kid, that Robert Roode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, he's got a he's got a job. Oh, he hasn't been man. released yet. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Right. If, if 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 Bobby Roode can keep his job, he's doing something right. Is he Bobby yeah. Roode again, or is he still Robert Roode? I think he's still Robert. But oh, okay. Matter. Okay. <laughs> Uh, rated R superstar Edge comes out, who I don't think we've seen since Saudi. Uh, so almost two months now. Oh, and you know, this is his first uh, Raw. I think I believe this is his first time back on Raw. Yeah, at least since the draft yep. came into effect or whatever. So comes out, cuts a promo. He says, "Yeah, I missed you guys," uh, but then he gets interrupted by another returning star, The Miz, and his wife, Mrs. Maurice. So we haven't seen her in a very long time. So coming out, you know, like the good old days, like the uh, like the Dean Ambrose days, coming out like the uh, you know the Cena, Nikki Bella days. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this could be a reason why they released John Morrison because they're like, well, you got Maurice now. We don't really don't need another guy. But uh, yeah, so Miz gets in the ring. He's mad that Edge is getting this special treatment. Edge insults him for coming in ninth place on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, then Edge says, you have people on other shows using your name to get a cheap reaction. So that was, say. Hey, See, that's, that's the way you bring in real life. I don't like this, you're the reason my <laughs> friends don't have jobs. That's a little too true. Um, and that's also like kind of, I mean, they didn't say AEW, but they referenced AEW indirectly. Yep, the other and show. And of course, AEW's been saying the other show. They, they've been saying that yeah. one too. Yeah. 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 Uh, but then Edge does do that other line about releases and says, you left your partner high and dry and got him fired, which is kind of a weird line. It's like, no, you released him. Is that nothing to do with it? <laughs> yeah. But, well, like you, like, like you just said, right? Maybe they needed to make room for Maurice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, we, uh, he puts Miz over for a little bit. He's like, yeah, you've made a rented WrestleMania. You did more than anyone ever thought you could. But, uh. And then he just dares Miz to jump him, but Miz walks off. Refuses. So, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, we could be setting up, uh, but, you know, with Maurice involved, you know, maybe you're, you, maybe you're setting up for that mixed tag with Beth Phoenix. Well, I did just read today that Beth is uh, wrapping up commentary duties on NXT, so maybe... Uh, could be something to it. I mean, you know, I, I feel like we definitely missed out on the... Uh, Babyface Miz versus Karrion Cross and Scarlet. I feel like we kind of maybe <laughs> maybe missed out on that because if 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 a mixed tag match is so fucking obvious, they never book them. They just never book them. Yeah. Well, like you said earlier in the show, they never booked Scarlet to wrestle. Period. In the three years. And yeah, and years. that just seemed so obvious. Like you know, just such a low hanging fruit, but they never made it happen. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, let's move on to the Street Profits taking on the Alpha Academy. Uh, but in the middle of the match, Omos and AJ Styles come out. AJ's wearing glasses because he's uh, he's blind. Because you'll remember last week he got sprayed in the face by that fire extinguisher. Yeah, and there's a lot of little particles that, uh, you know, kind of come out of that. 
yeah, it's not safe. It's not just dry ice like you might think it was or something. But it might be. Who knows? Uh, yeah, AJ, he's blind. He's doing commentary though. Kind of funny. He's like, "What's going on? What's going on?" But uh, <laughs> he can't look at that little monitor directly in front of him. <laughs> no, he's blind. Uh, so later on, though, the miracle happens. He jumps on the apron and starts interfering. It was an all an act, but it doesn't even make a difference because Montez just still hits his finisher from the heavens, gets the win anyways. Uh, but then Omos looks at AJ like, "What the fuck, man? You lied to me about being blind." So. Just a little tension there. Minor tension, but... Yeah, maybe. Maybe. some. So someone's going to have to... Yeah, someone's going to have to put over uh, Omos. You know, there's a, or yeah. a lot of people are going to have to keep putting Omos A lot over. of people, but uh, yeah, during that split, Omos is going to go over, and you can turn AJ back babyface. People are ready to cheer him. They're always ready. Yeah. So... Uh, but we got another title match tonight. Damian Priest defending against Apollo Crews. And, uh, of course, Commander Aziz on the outside causing trouble. So the referee just had enough. He ejects him. Uh, and then Priest comes running in with a big flipping senton off the stairs onto Apollo. But nearly lands just right on his head. Close one there. But uh, then Priest pulls out his uh, the crazy eyes. Once those eyes start bugging out, he just transforms. and Fucks up Apollo. Hits the reckoning. Gets the win. For the... Win. It's, it feels like a lifetime ago that um, Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz uh, were tearing their way through the ranks. I think that was like a mania. Mania time. April-ish. Yeah. I think might have been the like time the where... Yeah, like Aziz came out and then everyone was like, ah, who's that? Yeah. But now we're like, we got Omos. Aziz, you're not big anymore. Omos is exactly, like two right? inches taller. <laughs> uh, I, I, that's exactly it. You know, and then Priest, Damian Priest is hitting this moment now in his matches where he kind of like hulks out. Yeah. Hulkamania. I, I was, yeah, out. I was thinking, yeah, it is very Hulkamania, but I was thinking more Incredible Hulk. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, <Damian, laughs> well, they're one of, they're, they are one in the same. They are one in the same. But yeah, Damian Priest, uh, God, who knows what straight victory this is for him um but dude's on fire he's 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 coming for the fucking world title why not i mean yeah that's definitely a match you could do i don't know uh oh if you include dark matches he hasn't lost in singles competition since at least february so back in nxt days uh no he was still was w he was still up? wwe but uh okay. or like still still monday night raw but yeah if you're if you're including yeah he, this guy doesn't. This guy doesn't lose. He's on a roll. Yeah. Um. So let's keep rolling on because we got some tag team action. Ray and Dominic Mysterio taking on Cedric and Shelton. Uh. But really nothing special here. Eventually Dominic and Ray hit a double six one nine. Dominic hits a frog splash. Uh. To get a much needed win for the Mysterio family. Much needed win for the Mysterio family, which is, you know, still breaking apart in front of our eyes. I imagine, <laughs> uh, what was the sister's name? Aaliyah? Uh, I think so, yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, there will be some kind of like Aaliyah on a pole match. You know, uh, I don't know. Like a cu- I think or, we might never see her again. Or a custody for the family name <laughs> match. Of course, we are, we are all, I mean, I'm still waiting for the moment where Dominic says, uh, you know, I wish Eddie was my real. I wish Uncle Eddie was my real father. You know that—that's the blow-off line. That'll be, you know, if he can hit that line. Oh, that's going to be the line of the fucking year. Maybe he'll fight for Ray's mask 
So if Ray loses, then now Dominic. Oh, it's like a mask mask. versus like no mask. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get your mask. I I become the new mask. Exactly right. I mean, that's you know, like like a king passing down its crown. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure over years, uh, battles have occurred (laughs) to uh, determine uh, you know the rightful heir. So this would this would be no different. We'll see. This is a long term storyline, though. I think I don't know. We'll see. But uh, let's get to this five-on-five women's match we promised you. Team Liv, which includes her, Bianca, Rhea Ripley, Nikki, Ash, and Dana Brooke taking on Team Becky with Selena, Carmella, Tamina, and Dewdrop. So, yeah, the Survivor Series B-side here. But, uh, yeah, you know, it was still fun. Lots of bodies moving around. Everyone having their little little moments. Uh, Liv gets her hands on Becky for a while and... Uh, at one point, Bianca picks up Tamina for the KOD. Gets a big pop there, but her teammates save her before she can hit it. Uh, so Carmella jumps in, hits a big super kick on Rhea for a two count. And then Dana Brooke, she gets shoved off the top rope onto a pile of women on the floor. So all this is going on. And then back in the ring, Liv Morgan is able to hit Tamina with the Oblivion to get the pinfall win for her team. Yeah, um... Yeah, and we say this all the time. WWE is great at these multi-person matches, you know, where you can kind of address a few feuds at the same time. And hey, if you're only going to throw one women's match on the card, it might as well be a 20-minute get as many involved uh, as you can, right? Like not yeah, like nothing looked pretty... bad, but nothing stands out. Yeah. No, the biggest moment for me was just, uh, like I said, Belair picking up Tamina. <laughs> but she didn't even get to hit the almost. move. Almost. We're uh, almost getting our Andre moment. We're almost getting our Andre moment. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Um, if she picks up Dewdrop, I'll go crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, she I mean, that's really, it feels like it's dirty. Yeah, do, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Piper Niven. We're going to start yeah, calling her that again. But, uh, yeah, match was okay. It was fun. Uh, at the end, Becky tries to jump Liv, but Liv is able to catch her and lay her out with the Oblivion. So some momentum, and uh, I, part of me thinks they might even pull the swerve and give Liv the title win next week. When was what was the last swerve? <laughs> when was the last time? Oh, should that be a shooty <laughs> swerve of the year? Like when was the last time we were swerved in a title victory? <laughs> uh, like it's almost hard to say. I, um, I mean, Leon Ruff, but that was a little while ago. Yeah. Okay, Leon Ruff. That's a good one. That was a good one. That was a swerve. Uh, definitely, I was going to say SummerSlam 2020. I remember when like the Fiend wins and then Roman comes back and then they have that payback pay per view the next week. Oh yeah. But then after that, it was like after Roman Reigns came back, it was like yeah, he's obviously going to win this, even though mm-hmm. it was like seven days later. Uh, Leon Ruff might be the last swerve, so I like to think we're due for one. <laughs> and that's yeah, and that's bra- I mean, that's she- that's brand wide. We have winners coming coming over uh, in a couple and a couple Wednesdays from now. Brand wide, we are yet to be yeah. swerved in a significant way. Yeah, so we'll we'll get to that soon. But yeah, next week, big match for Liv. So we'll see. Yeah, very much so. Looking forward to it, and uh, hopefully there's a big match for Sami Zayn coming 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 also yeah, at one point. Yeah, that too. That'd be nice. Uh, so they go back to Vince's office one last time, and he's like, oh, good job, Theory. You learned a lot. Yeah. And then he goes to leave, but then he slaps him in the face. He's like, no, you didn't learn anything. So their buddy, their 
it's going to continue this little mentorship. Yeah, and like and yeah, you know, and like we said, uh, that is the utmost of praise for a guy like Austin Theory. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, fucking buddy. You know, if you're in a segment, with Vince, it doesn't matter how silly it is. Like, if our, if anything, the, the stupider it is, the more he likes you because in his mind, it's great. Although yeah. it's stupid. That's two weeks in a row. There was the egg last week, and yeah, it's just uh, this week. Uh, who stole the egg? What a potential, yeah. uh, <laughs> potentially could have been a great story, and then they just whiffed it, wasted it. I yeah. know. Uh, but let's get to the main events match for the show. Big E takes on Kevin Owens. But if Owens wins, he gets added to the title match at day one, making it a triple threat. Okay. Uh, so Seth Rollins comes out to do commentary. Uh, during the match, Owens goes over and slaps him in the face, trying to bait him into getting attacked so he can get an easy DQ win. But Seth doesn't take the bait. So we continue the match. Uh, Owens DDT's Big E onto the steel steps. He hits a pop-up powerbomb for another big near fall. Uh, but he can't get the win, so he goes after Rollins once again. Hits him again. Uh, goes back in the ring. Big E grabs Owens, but then Rollins jumps in. Attacks Kevin, causing the DQ. Just as Owens wanted. So he gets that... Uh, gets inserted to day one's title match. He gets the win and gets the opportunity to compete for that title. God, that's going to that's going to be the fucking barn burner. I don't care who Roman yeah. Reigns takes on at day one. Oh, what if him, Sammy, and Kevin both get their big title shots to close their career? Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Uh, this is great yeah. for this is great. And then they both win and shake hands. Oh, and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, Kevin Owens uh, power bombs Sammy's hand onto an apron, <laughs> and then we walk away like nothing happened. Yeah. Uh, that's the key to success. Yeah, this one 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 thing. This this match is gonna be a lot of fun, uh, especially Kevin Owens, who has never been. He, he was a Universal Champion one time, but it's never been the in, in the WWE Championship realm. I feel like he's always been on the other brand. Uh, yeah. He's always been, you know. And then Seth Rollins hasn't had a, an opportunity this close to that championship since like 2000, like 2016, 2015, or something. Uh, so it feels very new, although these guys have been around for years. Like, this kind of combination and what's at stake feels very new. Yeah, and you know, triple threat rules, that means there are no rules, really. So you know, Kevin Owens, he can fall onto ladders through tables. They can do whatever Big E doesn't have to get pinned to lose. We all know this. Yeah, there's always that intrigue as well. So day one. <laughs> We'll figure it out. Can't wait. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. <laughs> Mike, should we take a break? Let's take a break. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back uh, because War Games is on the horizon. So we got some NXT 2.0. We also have some Dynamite as we make our way towards Winners Coming. Uh, so you're going to want to stick around. Stick it. Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Brother, brother. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Brother, brother. Yeah here with part two of the show here folks thanks for sticking it out through the break um you know uh a, a, a lot of things you can count on in life um for example this might be controversial to say bike but i can count i can rely on the sun rising tomorrow morning uh yeah and if it doesn't then we're well, all if doomed. it doesn't then mike you're gonna be one of the first people i call and say yeah yeah, yeah i know you t you're gonna say i told you so uh, well, I mean, one of these days, uh, a 
but not in our life. One of these days, the sun will not be rising. Take that, Annie. Is that what that song is from? Annie? The musical? You know, like, you know, like the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> Bet I you're... prefer Oliver. All, is it Oliver? No, no. Oh, I'm you're just saying, saying out of musicals. the uh, childhood... Out of the orphan musicals? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite orphan musical. Uh, you really pick them between the two. But, Mike, like I said, one thing that you can certainly count on is that come the fall, we will, uh, <laughs> we will be going to war. And that's war. One thing that would say um, is like a uh, like uh, like like a chess match. You know, it's uh, it's pieces moving. It's very strategic. Um, you know, it's it's far not, not not like a game, right? Where a game can be like a little like a game of sorry or uh, <laughs> a game of trouble, a game of connect four. Uh, so even just saying war and games feels like an oxymoron, um, but. It's the end of the year, so that season is coming, and it is coming on Sunday. So let's get into this week's edition of NXT 2.0. NXT, what does it mean? I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. So NXT, watch and see. Got to tap out a count out of one, two, three. Our final step in gaining any sort of uh, momentum towards uh, our, our our eight competitors, sixteen, nigh sixteen competitors entering the <laughs> unforgiving steel structure. <laughs> Almost That's right. Caught. Double cages, double rings, double the trouble. Yeah. Yeah, so we actually open. Uh, we actually open up uh, this week's episode of NXT 2.0. This is our go home show um, with the two uh, women's teams meeting up on the stage, uh, beginning. I know, and they sort of just brawled it out. We have eight women on stage yeah. brawling out, which somehow allows Dakota Kai and Kaylee Ray to be alone in the ring. Yeah, so they just kind of. Because we uh, we have to have a ladder match here to determine who's going to get the advantage to start the War Games match, and you know they didn't know how to pick who was going to f- do it, so this this is how it sorted out. They just cut, yeah, they all brawled, and <laughs> that was like the way it worked. The as, two get separated because, as we remember, as as we all know, it's one on one. There's one competitor from each uh, each team, but then in interval in intervals. Only one member, uh, only one new entrant is brought in. So you will have a two-on-one, and then a two-on-two, three-on-two, three-on-three. So it is very important uh, to get that first uh, for this win because, you know, you will kind of start off with that two-on-one advantage, then the three-on-two advantage, the four-on-three exactly. advantage. So a lot on the line here, so they uh, they went for it. Kaylee Ray, Dakota Kai, uh you know, Kaylee, she's hits this big flipping senton off the top rope to the floor. She's hitting suicide dives. She's just flying all over the place. Uh, and of course, lots of weapons. We got the ladders. We got steel steps. Everyone's just getting bashed around. Uh, this is probably the best I've seen of Kaylee Ray in a long time. Who, I mean, we haven't seen much of her at all in NXT since coming over from no, NXT UK. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, so this was real good here. And uh, Dakota Kai, though, we know what she can do and puts up a great fight, just uh, hitting some stiff boots to the face. Yeah, this was just awesome back and forth wrestling. Uh, Kaylee Ray kind of defaulted to the babyface role here. And they both fight their way up to the top of the ladder. Kai knocks Kaylee down. Uh, but instead of grabbing the briefcase, she risks it all. Dakota jumps off the ladder, hits a massive double foot stomp. Onto Kaylee. 
Uh, and then Dakota climbs back up the ladder, but then Ray grabs her from behind and she's able to like slip her feet into the ladder, yanks her down backwards. So she's just kind of like slams, slides down the rungs. And then for good measure, she super kicks Dakota in the face while she's upside down. So she's done for. Kaylee Ray climbs the ladder, unhooks the case to get the win and the advantage for her team at War Games. And I think, Mike, like you said right there, the best uh, showing out of her since we've seen her um, kind of at all, right? Yeah, yeah. No, this was great match, great opening match. Um, yeah, very excited for their War Games contest. I mean, yeah, this this was, uh, you know, or Kaylee Ray was the NXT UK Women's Champion for... She had a long ass reign of her own, I think, taking us through the Covitude era. Uh, so yeah. yeah, this was a lot of fun, and I mean, a crowd's gonna be hot for an opening ladder match. Like that's gonna be hot. Yeah, and they delivered. Yeah, honestly. So let's move along because we got Cameron Grimes taking on Andre Chase, but Grimey, he's just not in a good mood. So takes it on on Chase. Easy tune-up match for him. Hits the cave-in, gets the easy win. Mm -hmm. uh, but then afterwards, Duke Hudson appears in the crowd and he just does this whole slideshow of a bunch of pictures of Grimes photoshopped with goofy haircuts. And uh, this is when Grimes pulls a razor out from under the ring, goes to shave Andre, but his students save him. So he just tells Hudson, I'm going to shave you ball that work. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Photoshop bit was a bit bad. Yeah, um, that was... <laughs> Nuts. That was definitely Monday Night Raw kind of humor. That was definitely a, a Vince McMahon style thing. It would have probably just been best to let the two men just kind of speak for themselves mm -hmm. instead. Uh, but yeah, again, Duke Hudson doesn't have enough hair to really kind of sell this. <laughs> as a, yeah. As a match and they for already, me. They already trimmed a little bit off of Grimes, so it's like it's not as it's if like he loots, meat it's not quite. now. It would have been nice <laughs> yeah. if they just left it at whatever the fuck it was. So, you know, like a patchy beard, like hair is longer. <laughs> They're like, yeah, hey, grimy, we need to do this for like a month. Just have a month of none of your <laughs> hair matches. I'm sure he would. I'd do it. Why the hell not? Yeah. Uh, well, so we're going to have a second ladder match tonight for the men's side of things. But uh, to determine who's going to be in it, we're going to do a WWE.com poll. So the viewers, you get the power. So everyone, pull out your smartphones <laughs> with permission from your parents, like classic yeah. American Idol style. <laughs> so, uh, well, it's too late now because this was during the show and uh, we reveal the vote. Johnny Gargano, he's won for his team. So uh, Team 2.0, as they're calling them now, the new guys, they come out, cut a promo about war games, and uh, they get a pretty good crowd response as they're each just speaking their words and we reveal the person on their team who gets the winning vote and that of course Braun Breaker so it'll be him versus Gargano later in that ladder match okay not bad not bad not bad at all but uh, then we get some tag team wrestling Legato Del Fantasma taking on <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly and <laughs> you had a tough time saying that one <laughs> yeah I was trying to figure out uh, Von Wagner, Kyle O'Reilly, winner, gets a tag title shot at War Games. And yeah, it was okay. In the middle of it all, Zion Quinn comes out to, you know, he's still feuding with Legato and this this sexual tension with Electra Lopez. Uh, yeah, Kyle and Wagner, they just continue their chemistry in the ring. They're hitting some nice double team moves, ending with their 
uh, lariat leg sweep combo to get the win, earning a title shot. Earning a title shot, which, uh, okay. Feels weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the team still feels weird. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I've, said this before. I've never been the biggest fan of Legato Del Fantasma. Uh, yeah, I've never been their biggest fan, but you know, certainly I'd so so in that case, I'd say like the right team won. Um, but I guess you know, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly is the standard of tag team wrestling here in NXT, so maybe we shouldn't forget that. Yeah, no, it's just I guess we still don't really know anything about Von Wagner, he's just this tall dude, yeah, so tall, weird looking guy, no. Uh, then we get another teaser, a vignette for Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany's Epiphanies, this rich princess daddy girl. Yeah, we saw her yesterday. Something <laughs> about uh, my or last week rather, something about my dad didn't get me a convertible or something like that. That was the, uh, the like punchline was something like I that. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it. <laughs> maybe not everyone is, but I. Uh, then we go to Joe Gacy and his all-inclusive Invitational. Because he doesn't want the 205 uh, cruiserweight belt to, you know, shame anyone. No weight shaming with their, with their requirements. So okay, okay, yeah, size, whatever. height, gender, whatever. <laughs> uh, then he starts fighting these jobbers he invited out. He beats the first guy real quick with a power bomb, and and then the woman steps in to fight him. But Diamond Wine come out to interrupt, and Malcolm Bivens and Joe Gacy just go back and forth on the mic until Roddy jumps in with a big right hand. So, yeah. I don't like this guy. Um, it's just, or rather, it's just growing like increasingly confusing uh, for me to determine what the point of this is. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't do much for me. Uh, I don't know. Oh well. Yeah, it just feels <laughs> awkward until there's like actual direction. Because, um, yeah. yeah, I have no problem with uh, somebody, uh, you know, a non-cruiserweight winning the cruiserweight championship. Uh, you know, if, if, if from a storyline it makes sense, I don't have a problem with that. But right now there's no storyline to make it make sense. Yeah, that's his whole thing. I guess He's so. Just, yeah, you're weight shaming. Weight shaming. I guess. Right. I shouldn't be weight shaming. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, let's just go on to Solo Sikoa taking on Edris Anofe. Something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but he actually got a couple moves in more than I thought, this Anofe guy. But uh, eventually Solo cuts him off, hits a big Samoan drop, and the Samoan splash to get the win. But immediately after, Boa shows up, and he's got his Mei Ying face paint on and attacks Solo. But then he kind of comes to his senses and stumbles off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this whole thing with Mei Ying Boa, it's in shambles. Oh, the whole thing is in shambles, and it feels <laughs> like they're just trying to, like, save something uh, that they can. But, you know, this is NXT 2.0. This is the future, right? And uh, Sokoa now two weeks straight of being on television. So Yeah, getting wins. Or, no, probably not two weeks. Probably maybe three weeks now. You know, it would be nice to see him yeah. more on a weekly basis. Well, you know, he's Samoan, so they're going to push him. Exactly. Uh, then we get Indy Hartwell, Persia Parada taking on Valentina Ferez and Ulisa Leon. And uh, Indy still is just all mopey about Dexter getting hurt. But it's like, come on. It's nothing serious. He hurt his arm or his right. leg or whatever. He hurt his arm. 
<laughs> he didn't have heart surgery or whatever. Anyways, Purge is like, yeah, enough of this. She tags in, takes over the match. She hits her cool TKO sit-out move to get the win for her and Indy. Now, I do have to say, Mike, last week you said uh, we would, uh, I think you, Lisa Leon, uh, you fumbled over her name, and then you followed it up with whatever, we won't see her again. Uh, yeah, I we, was wrong. You were wrong, but you know, it wasn't a loss, <laughs> so did we really see her at all? Uh, it, it wasn't like, what, like a three, four minute loss or whatever, two minute maybe? Yeah. Um, at that, but yeah, it's the same story as always. Indy's struggling to keep her focus, and then Parada comes in and uh, is the powerhouse there. Yeah, you know it's going to lead to a split. Yeah. At some point. Because like we said, Indy Hartwell is really, since 2.0, she's the one on the outs kind of right now. Yeah, yeah. she's kind of got nothing left. No. I mean, Johnny's leaving, Candace is gone, Dexter's not around anymore. Literally, the entire Ray family, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's. Uh, but let's go to the main event. We got the second big ladder match of the show. Johnny Gargano versus Braun Breaker for the war games advantage and crowd just hot for both these guys you know doing the dog barks for breaker uh he was doing a couple steiner references throughout the match showing off his his big muscles now is the barking thing a steiner thing oh uh, it was the crowd wouldn't really do it but the rick steiner would do it a little bit oh, okay okay but now the crowd is seems to be more on the barking side than uh yeah. than in the past like braun yeah. doesn't bark so it's like they switched roles. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, Breaker just showing that strength. At one point, he picks Johnny up for a vertical suplex and just holds him with one arm, just stalling the suplex, looking like a star. Uh, but, you know, Johnny, he's a star as well. He's doing the high-flying moves, jumping off the ladder. They're hitting each other with it. Uh, but Breaker, man, he was showing some, some high-flying as well. He put Johnny... Laid him out in the ladder and then does a big, nice flying elbow drop. But Johnny moves, so he crashes hard onto the ladder. Um, just more ladder spots. They set the ladder up across the top rope. Johnny's laid out on it. And then Breaker picks up the ladder with Johnny on top. And he's just marching around the ring with that. But uh, Gargano gets down, super kicks the ladder into his face. But he won't stay down. They fight to the top rope once again. Breaker hits a picture perfect. Frankensteiner, the move of Scott Steiner invented. Um, yeah, this was just great stuff going on here. Eventually, they both fight to the top of the ladder. Johnny grabs the briefcase, slams it into Breaker, so he falls off. But then he grabs Johnny's leg, yanks him down, catches him midair, hits the power slam. So that takes him out. Breaker's all alone now, climbs the ladder, unhooks the case, gets the big win. For his team. For his team to kick it off. And the new NXT, you know, taking on the old NXT. But, uh, but when it comes to NXT, we're talking Mr. NXT. That's Johnny Gargano, right? That's kind of, if you were to ask, if, if I were to ask you, would you would you agree? <laughs> yeah, if you want to call someone Mr. NXT. Possibly, I think, possibly uh, even more than an Adam Cole type. Although, you know, I mean, Gargano had his early success with DIY and then of course, you know, the string of five star matches with Tommaso Ciampa. And yeah. uh No, I, I yeah. I would say Johnny Gargano's Mr. NXT, but Adam Cole is the best NXT champion ever. Best champion we've had. And he just uh Mr. NXT, whoever you want to call him, just gave Braun Breaker <laughs> his best match to date. 
And this was actually one for me where shit, I that first fucking 2.0 episode, I was so not on board with Braun Breaker at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, a, a late contender for rookie of the year, I think. Absolutely. Um, or sorry, breakout star of the year. That is the official. Both. Uh, no, <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, yeah, breakout star of the year. That is the category. <laughs> that is the category. Uh, you know, because rookie is a little too, a little too difficult to gauge. Or yeah, this is rookie. God damn it. Yeah, but well, like I said, for both. <laughs> for both. Um, yeah, he's really come along, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit later. But I think he might be the one to stand up uh, on top at the end of War Games. Yeah, and so far, you know, he's been nailing it. He doesn't see he's wrestling like a seasoned veteran out there. He the really he's is. handling the crowd and everything. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem nervous. He's he's doing it. So yeah, they picked the right guy if he's the one to build around. Yeah, he's and doing so he's far. doing something right. That's for sure. But that's it. That's your go home for war games. Yeah, that was go home for war games. We'll cover uh, we'll cover the show, those few matches uh, at the end of the show. But before we do, let's move ourselves. We're in Atlanta, baby, hot Atlanta, home of oh, it's gonna get hot. Home of Ludacris and others. Uh, formerly home home of, of Cody Rhodes, I think. Uh, home it? of Cody Rhodes, former home of the Atlanta Thrashers. Uh, Danny Heatley <laughs> yeah. killed a guy there one time. So let's get into it. We're talking some All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Like we said, we hear very early on. Who, guess who's headlining the show? Mr. Hot Lana himself, Cody Rhodes. He's going to be taking on Andrade L. Idolo in the Atlanta street fight, but we kick off the show um, the way that we have been for the last few weeks. Brian Danielson slowly and meticulously going through each member of the Dark Order, and this week is no different. Taking on Alan Angels, number five, no mask, uh, yeah, and that's what he mask. looks like. He's t- he took the mask off a little while ago and hasn't looked back. <laughs> yeah, still the same guy, still a good wrestler here, getting lots of love from the crowd. And the crowd which, was uh, hot early on. This crowd was super, yeah. super hot. No, you could see Angel's having a big smile on his face, which you wouldn't get uh, to with Well, that you know, commentary put over, not only is just Cody Rhodes from Atlanta, so is Alan Angel's. Yeah. From Atlanta. No, this, I mean, this this uh this battle occurring at the very same arena that Alan Angel's graduated high school from. Wow. <laughs> uh, and cool. of course, who's letting us know all this? That's a big high school graduation. Oh, that's a huge. Well, you know, I mean, it'd be kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like renting out Ray 20 Complex or something, you know, kind of like something like that. Uh, uh, wasn't this place? Okay. I thought this was like a bigger. No, I oh. think this was one of those, like, you know, like 7,000 cap. Well, you know, still a lot of people. Okay. Still yeah. a lot of people. However, uh, uh, I just want to thank Excalibur for letting us know where Alan Angels graduated high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's getting lots of love, but Daniel Bri- or Brian Danielson <laughs> still getting yeah. lots of cheers as well. Uh, but that leads to more booze as he's acting heelish throughout the match. Uh, you know, Angels, he gets in a bunch of good moves, but Brian eventually cuts him off and just starts stomping away at his head. Takes a moment to flex his muscles and then locks in a knee bar to get the quick tap out win. And uh, Once again, he holds on for a while after the bell. Doesn't release a submission right away. Flexing away, letting people know that he's in charge. Yeah. 
And then afterwards, Tony Schiavone shuffles into the ring and uh, interviews Brian about the world title shot, which they've announced will be taking place at Winter's Coming uh, two weeks from now, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, the 17th, I think I saw. Um, yeah. Which, you know, that's a big show historically. Sting, uh, yeah, Sting um, premiered last year. Of course, Kenny Omega walked away with that championship last year. Um, yeah. So, and, you know, we, we, we were just talking swerves early on in the first half of the show. I, oh, yeah. I, I think, I think, I think, well, I think Brian Danielson's going to win the championship right here. I am, yeah. I, I am on board. I, 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 I am a. Very well. I mean, board. of course, yeah, if Brian Danielson is going to win, obviously I'm fucking on board. But just the way, <laughs> the way that, and this was a Brock Lesnar thing that he said one time. It was something along the lines of, you know, like the fighting champion uh, type of yeah. thing. You know, I'm the champ. I fight and I win. That's how it goes. And we have not seen Adam Hangman Page in competition since he won um, at Full Gear. And what have we seen uh, opp- opposite him? We have seen Brian Danielson winning and winning and winning and that's what he told us he was going to do when he comes here uh well yeah. I mean, we'll talk about that more in a couple weeks but right now i am f- pretty firm on brian danielson's going to walk away champion uh at this one. yeah though like like we said we haven't had that big swerve that in would AEW. be huge <laughs> and uh, and for alan angels i think this is the second time he's kicked off the show with a championship match he had one against kenny omega months ago uh and he's like great in this spot in these kind of spots this energetic dynamic baby face kind of thing gives you a little impression you know uh the fans are invested in him one day he's gonna win one of these one of these you know somewhat important aew television matches and hopefully the faithful crowd will erupt oh yeah (laughs) and then afterwards we get a quick little promo from brian he just says if that's the best Atlanta's got, I whooped his ass. And next week in Long Island, I'll beat another one. And then two weeks in Texas, I'll take your title, cowboy. <laughs> so very fitting that it's in Texas. Very fit. Well, I think he's from Virginia. Yeah. Right? I just mean for the cowboy. Oh, for cowboys. Okay, I get it. Yep, <laughs> cowboys. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, can't wait. Like we said, that's going to be a great show. Winner's coming. Mm-hmm. But uh, CM Punk up next, taking on Lee Moriarty. And uh, before the match can start, MJF comes out with this fantastic-looking Hanukkah suit. Uh, Looked great. You know, it's it really got the, did. It's got the menorah, the dreidel, all the nice the symbols. Uh, so he's doing commentary, and they announced that the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal is returning for uh, next week. And MJF's in the match looking to... Get his third straight, or at least retain the ring. I don't think he gets a new one. Yeah, I wonder how that works, because he definitely doesn't have two. He definitely only has one. But you have to transfer the ownership of the ring? Like, that feels a little bit too much. Yeah, just have him win it again. It's his thing. (laughs) But uh, back to the match. Punk versus Lee. Lee does pretty good there. He hangs in for a while, hits a big flurry of offense, gets himself a near fall, but Punk puts it all to an end as he hits the GTS gets the win but right after that mjf just stands up with a microphone to starts insulting punk says you know you call yourself the best in the world but you're struggling with guys like qt marshall and lee moriarty and uh he says something about you're trying to get in brit baker's pants yeah i don't know where that uh, came from but uh hey. yeah i think just because punk mentioned baker once or twice yeah he, he think thinks- he may have said something like Oh, this is better than Britsburg. It was something like yeah, that. Something like that, yeah. but not enough to be like obsessed or anything. Yeah, but I don't know. Anyways, 
Yeah, he called them PG Punk, One Pump Chump. A lot of those one, lines. Yeah, Wasn't One, as good one as the Punk Chump. <laughs> one Pump Punk. Uh, who knows? Uh, yeah, I think, I think the other line that I caught from here would be uh, that he's going to be better than Brett in Canada, Piper in Portland, or oh, Punk yeah. in Chicago, which is like, you're yeah. like, hey, I get that. Yeah. But I mean, that hey, Brett in Canada has a uh, famously <laughs> has a time where he was not, uh, he did not come out on top. So who knows? Yeah. So it wasn't on the promo or on the level of their promo the week before, no. but that's hard to top. Yeah, but, that's hard to know, top. There was 20 uninterrupted minutes of two guys talking. <laughs> that's going to be hard to top. And I know that sounds weird to say, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then we go to Wardlow taking on AC Adams. Who? No idea who he is. Yeah, this uh, is more one of those um, matches where I prefer to say just Wardlow in action. And they, 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 this is what Excalibur <laughs> will do. You know, anytime you see, like, well, any, no, anytime he'll of... be like, next week on Rampage, Jade Cargill in action. You're like, okay, so fucking, yeah. <laughs> that's what that means. I just want to respect the guy, his first, you know, of course. this could be his of big course. break on AC, television. Yeah, this could be it. <laughs> but not today. Wardlow destroys him. It's four straight power bombs to get the easy win. Yeah, and uh, Wardlow continues to get presented as that dominant badass. <laughs> and although the pinnacle has sort of stepped aside, uh, you know, the members of it continue to remain, you know, uh, yeah. put over well. Kind of, yeah, everyone but Sean Spears is wrestling. We've seen Sean Spears every so often. I think I may have seen him on, see I him. think I saw him on Dark uh, yeah. last time I watched, but, you know. Well, speaking of Dark, we've got the Kings of Dark, the Gun Club, who uh, evidently are undefeated in tag team action. Mm-hmm. Taking on another undefeated team, Darby Allen and Sting. So, battle of undefeated. Something is going to give here. Yeah, the battle of the two undefeated teams, and this is kind of how they were uh, they were pushing it. Yeah, and Darby and Sting. They kind of uh, their face paint. They kind of blended elements of one another's. You know, like Sting had the skull, the skeleton face of it, and kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. They kind of they're <laughs> combining each other's face paint. Yeah. yeah, they probably just do it together in the dressing room. Yeah, like, hey, let me do yeah, this. Let me do that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, looks good. <laughs> uh, anyway, Sting he gets Colton in the Scorpion Deathlock, but Billy distracts the ref, so Austin Gunn jumps in to attack Sting, and then Billy hits Sting with the Famouser, uh, but Sting's able to kick out, and then Darby starts jumping all around the ring. Uh, at some point, he cracks the back of his head open. I I, I where, also but. missed that, but it was like a perfect <laughs> red paint smear on the top of his head. Yeah, when you got bleached blonde hair like oh, that, it, it just stands out it so shows. much more. Yeah, so whatever. It's Darby. No surprise. Uh, and then back in the ring, Sting, he hits the Scorpion Death Drop on Colton to get the win, and the Gun Club streak is over. The streak is over. I think uh, what happened after this? No, no, there, there wasn't any shenanigans. Um, but yeah, you know, just a fun one to match. Hopefully it's the end of the feud. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing against the Gun Club, but uh, they're not. I think there's a reason they're on Dark. Club. Yeah, they're not like the top of our minds. No. Exactly. Uh, and there was this little promo thing where Team Taz came out to do commentary, and then Leo Rush comes out, and he's like, "Hey, man, what'd you do?" And then Dante comes out and sides with Team Taz once again. Sides of Team Taz again. Right. Uh, we also got some kind of crazy Miro promo somewhere around here. Um, he's yeah. walking around a white room. A lot of those like quick camera cuts <laughs> around his face going like bleh. 
Um, yeah. Some kind of he's really kind of think leaning into this redeemer uh, thing, but with no like he hasn't changed his gear or his hair, so he's still like Miro, but now he's more Miro the Redeemer. So we're not sure about that. Yeah, I don't know. Since he has lost the TNT title, we haven't seen a whole lot. I, yeah, we really haven't. Uh, but we got a new title still in the works here. This TBS title. We're on to the quarterfinals now. Chris Statlander taking on Ruby Soho. Uh, two fan favorites. Lots of cheers for both of them. And, uh, yeah, it was good. Evenly fought, competitive match. Lots of near falls for both sides. Uh, Statlander, eventually she goes for the Big Bang Theory, but Ruby reverses it and uh, is able to pin her down to, for the three count. Ruby advances. Uh, I think after the match, um, Ruby Soho gets attacked by Nyla Rose, the one on the other side of the bracket who will be uh, taking on, who they'll be taking each other on uh, for that big one. Eventually, Chris Statlander comes back, makes the save once she figures out what's going on. Uh, I'd have to say Ruby Soho winning is the right call. Um. Yeah, I could have gone with Statlander, but uh, I don't know if either of them are going to win the tournament. So I mean, that's the thing. It's sort of. I mean, to me, it feels like you know we're kind of going to Ruby Jade Cargill in our final. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because I don't think Nyla should make it. To and the Ruby's finals, sitting yeah. on some kind of you know eighteen match winning streak or something like that. Already, so, wow, eighteen. <laughs> so uh, you know, sorry, did I did I say Ruby? I meant Jade. Okay, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, hey, Ruby and Jade. That goes well. That, yeah, exactly. It's the uh, it's the, it's the Gemstones uh, finale, <laughs> final. Yeah. Uh, but let's go to the final match of this episode. We've got Andrade taking on Cody in that Atlanta street fight. So no rules at all. Uh, Andrade even comes out brandishing a knife. So... He's not messing around He's here. really not fucking around. He came up with the mask. Pants on this time. I uh, just want to <laughs> throw that one out there. Yeah. Maybe the pants thing was just a, a wardrobe malfunction. They just broke. Ripped apart. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. Maybe Last they did rip. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> and he was just like, thank I God I, I had, go a back had some it. backup trunks under there. Yeah. But uh, anyways, main event. They give this match lots of time. And they start off. They brawl through the crowd. We get... Lots of chair shots to the head. Uh, Andrade takes Cody's belt off, hits him with it, throws it into the crowd. And you can see the crowd. They're all just chanting at the person to throw it back, but they didn't. Not this time. So. Didn't throw it back this time. No. But uh, then Andrade pulls out this leather bag he's got just full of items. Uh, pulls out a laptop and just smashes it hard over Cody's head. <clears throat> And then, uh, yeah, puts a chair on him, hits a moonsault onto that. Uh, so Cody has to resort to kicking him in the balls. Uh, yeah, Andrade goes for another moonsault. But then midair, Cody just flings a chair up in his face. And uh, Cody goes for a suicide dive. Andrade hits him in the face with the chair. At this point, Cody was bleeding from the head. and uh, That's when they tear the padding off the floor to expose the concrete. But... Uh, yeah, Cody flips Andrade down onto that. Then he reaches under the ring, pulls out a sledgehammer. So that got a little bit of a woo. That got a, that got a woo. Another, another Triple H tease there. And uh, then he pulls out a golden shovel instead and hits uh, Jose with that. Because he was trying to jump in at one point. Well, he, him he, and had a, he had a taser. 
yeah, he was trying to taser Arn or something. I don't know. Uh, he, he was trying to taser Cody, but yeah, it was, he tried to taser yeah, Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he got hit. Uh, then Andrade sets Cody up in the corner, puts a chair in front of his face, and then just hits these huge double running knees, slams the chair into Cody's face. Uh, and then I guess, uh, yeah, they fight to the top rope. They get a table set up in the ring. The big finale spot, Cody and Andrade, they're on the top rope when this hooded person runs into the ring, pulls down the hood, reveals himself as Brandy Rhodes. And then she just starts squirting a bunch of lighter fluid all over the table, pulls out the barbecue lighter and ignites it. Huge flames go up as Cody hits Andrade with a reverse suplex off the top rope through the flaming table. Both men taking big damage on that one. Just fucking insane. Wow. I mean, you could see Cody was still on fire when they landed. He was. There was pieces of table table burned (laughs) onto his fucking flesh. Yeah, as he was making the cover, the ref like went up and like patted out his shoulder. (laughs) Jesus Christ! So this was insane. Cody makes the cover, gets the three count, big win. What a crazy ending! Uh, A late push for a spot of the year candidate here. Yeah, (laughs) spot. Yeah, a late, late push. I mean, God, I don't think we've seen a flaming table in. Been a while. Something was on fire with the fiend, or maybe that was just yeah. him. Uh, we've had we've had fire. We've had but, fire, uh, and where there's smoke. I mean, we have had, where there's smoke, there's yeah. fire. Yeah, but this was crazy ending. Both men were kind of burnt up there. I think even during no, the Andrade match, took zero percent of that fire. He took zero. <laughs> Cody definitely got Co- it Cody worse. Cody took a hundred percent of the flame. There was a little bit stuck to Andrade's shoulder at the end <laughs> when he was on fire. But uh, Cody, yeah, big burns. I saw some some aftermath. and uh, People were pointing out during the match, you could see Cody kind of had this flame retardant gel on his back, but I don't think it did much. But It was something, it looked like some, yeah, some kind of thing. There was like something whatever. peeling off his back yeah, really yeah. before see, he even I, went I through I thought that fire. was just chair. But <laughs> the commentary was like, oh, that was when they fell in the garbage. Something stuck something, to him. Something, yeah. <laughs> but either way, crazy match. Uh, good stuff. Atlanta Street Fight. Yeah, Atlanta Street Fight. Great stuff. God, what did, uh, we we get an over the top flashy conclusion? Um, did this? Did Andrade and Cody need a flaming table? No, but I think you know in in the always continuing push of trying to turn Cody heel. Uh, <laughs> I guess this would be good, right? Baby faces don't light shit on fire, Ex- unless you're the uh, fiend. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when Randy Orton uh, burned uh, Bray Wyatt's house down? That was not fun. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, though. Good way to end the show. Yeah, great way to end the Dynamite. show. Um, okay, so let's. Uh, that was our weekly wrestling action, so let's get into the pay-per-view that's happening on Sunday, live from the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. We have this year's edition of NXT War Games. You wouldn't know because the Undisputed Era is not there, and... Uh, William Regal didn't announce it, so let's kick off. Uh, let's kick off the show. Let's kick off with the women's war games matchup. So we do have these two sides. It's four on four action. Raquel Gonzalez, mm-hmm. Cora Jade, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray uh, taking on Dakota Kai and the three members of Toxic Attraction: Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and J.C. Jane, our women's champions over there. In our first babyface versus heel kind of thing. I think the heels mm-hmm. are going to walk away with it. Yeah, I think so too. 
You know, they've got all the gold. They're, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, they've got more to lose, so let them win. Yeah, they have more to lose just by taking the pin. None of these four yeah. women should be taking the pin where on the other side you can throw somebody in like Cora Jade, you know, the, the kind of like the exactly. least experienced uh, to uh, to take that pin. Um, and, you know, yeah. EO's still in the match, so she's going to do something crazy. She's going to jump off the top. If you want to talk late contender for spot of the year, we know EO Shirai's going <laughs> to yeah. throw it in. She's jumping off something into something or through something. Uh, That's right. On the tag team side of things, Imperium, they are our champions. They are taking on Kyle Riley and Vaughn Wagner, who just won that uh, number one contenders match. This uh, this could go either way for me, too. I think, you know, putting the belt on Vaughn Wagner would be a great step for NXT 2.0. Yeah, I feel like that's what they're going to do. Do we, ha- uh, do we have any information on Kyle O'Reilly's contractual status? I've heard that it's supposed to be up soon, but right. who knows for sure. Okay. Well, uh, speak- speaking of contractual I mean, yeah. speaking of contractual status, that NXT Cruiserweight Championship... Roderick Strong, our champion, taking on Joe Gacy. Do we know when Roderick Strong's champion <laughs> contract ends? Yeah, same situation. I think it's not too far from now. So right. he could drop the title here. Uh, looking at it right now, Joe Gacy is billed at 245 pounds. But uh, like you said, there's no real rules. It's WWE. Yeah, um, you can do it as long as you do it, you know, for the right reasons, I think. Having uh, having Joe Gacy go over here, you know, uh, sure, why the hell not? Yeah, why the hell not? <laughs> um, talk about gimmick. You know there's more gimmick matches on this than there was at Extreme Rules? Uh, we have our next gimmick match. Cameron Grimes, Duke Hudson taking each other on in a hair versus hair match. Uh, or I guess you could say a half hair versus half hair. Cameron Grimes already lost mm-hmm. half his hair, and Duke Hudson has half a hair to begin with. Um, <laughs> I want to say Grimey gets the win because he's the guy who I feel like should go over. But like we had said before, shaving Duke Hudson's hair will not feel uh, uh, worth it. Yeah, but you don't want to see Grimes lose. His I hair. also don't want to. I mean, Grime, Cameron Grimes. This would be unprecedented if the if the shooty and if the uh, the defending shooty winner for best hair loses his hair in a hair versus hair match. I mean, that's almost like a uh, poetry in motion. And no, I'm not yeah, talking. I'm not talking the Hardys. <laughs> yeah. So either way, I'm giving it to Grimes. Okay, and uh, that means our final match. I think this is going to be our main event for the week for the uh, for the pay per view. Our men's war games match, Team Black and Gold, as they're being called apparently here. Tommaso Ciampa, Gargano, Pete Dunne, and LA Knight taking on Team 2.0. Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. This is our it's our old versus new. Um, you yep. know, it's the old NX, the black and gold brand versus this colorful uh, splish splash of the um, of paint. Uh, this is the match. Now, we I think we did talk about this last week a bit. Darren Gargano um, extended his contract, similar to Adam Cole, like an extra week to make yep. it through <laughs> this matchup. Uh, but I think this one's a no-brainer. 2.0 is going over. Yeah. You got, you know, that's... That's that's exactly it. Got to do it, and probably Braun Breaker getting the decisive pin. Braun Breaker getting the pin. I think he is our next NXT champion. 
whenever it yeah. when it happens, who knows how it happens, who knows. But it, it it really feels like he's going to be the guy, and deservingly so. Like we said before, he's uh been putting in hell of a lot of work lately. Um, and looking, I mean, I guess this is it, right? If you're building a new brand with this new young talent that you want to bring up, eventually you got to drop the trigger, or you know, hit the trigger, drop the trigger, click the <laughs> trigger, whatever you want to do. Eventually, you got to put these guys in a position where it's like, yeah, they're winning now. And unfortunately, yeah. out of all these guys, I feel I think I feel the worst for LA Knight. Um, yeah. kind of well, coming yeah. in. Like I said, I think it's it's weird that he's kind of on the old school NXT team because he's not that old school, but. Uh, now he's babyface too. All but of a comparatively sudden, speaking, I think LA Knight's like 38 years old. Like he's deserves <laughs> yeah, to be on wise. the old team almost in that kind of thing, right? So um, that'll be our war games. Very excited uh, for our first pay per view from uh, of 2.0. Yeah, I mean war games matches they always deliver, so that's gonna be yeah gonna be a fun show to watch either way one hell of a show to watch uh and i really can't wait well then uh let's finish off our show the way that we always do is that we have to award a wrestler of the week with the wrestler of the week of the week wrestler of the week of the week of the week the wrestler of the week of the week of the week wrestler of the week Mike, I'm gonna hmm. I'm going to uh, kick this one off here for you. I was uh, scrolling through YouTube, the fitness uh, you know area of YouTube. You know, sometimes you like to watch guys doing new exercises. And you're like, boom, I'm gonna try that when I go to the gym. Things like that. You learn a lot along the way too. And eventually, I found myself onto a, a series of a uh, series of videos um, um, on a channel um, by Eric Bugenhagen. Eric Bugenhagen? Who? Who? <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued, so I press play. I'm intrigued mostly because I'm watching some dude deadlifting 810 pounds in his fucking garage. He's screaming. He's celebrating. He's bench pressing 400 pounds like it's nothing by himself. And as I click through the series of videos, as they get newer and newer, his hair gets longer and longer. The string on his tank top gets thinner and thinner until I finally realize this isn't Eric Bugenhagen. No, this is Rick Boogs, baby. <laughs> Rick Boogs, you're my wrestler of the week. I spent 15 minutes just watching this guy lift heavy weight in his garage. Oh, man. If, if, if you need any source of motivation just to get out of bed, Eric Bugenhagen lifting just <laughs> fucking weight and screaming about it. Uh, Rick Boogs, fantastic. He he posts a lot of fun. He, he's got a family. He's got a wife. He's got kids. He plays guitar sometimes in some of them. Uh, real, real entertaining guy, hard worker, and uh, a new YouTube channel that I can add to my rotation. So uh, Rick Boogs, <laughs> Eric Bugenhagen, you are my wrestler of the week. Well done, Mr. Boogs. Uh, I'll keep it to the in-ring stuff. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff, though. That NXT episode, there were both those ladder matches. Uh, but I'll give it to the one who stood out the most because we haven't seen much. Uh, Kaylee Ray. Great showing in that ladder match. Getting the win. Pos probably her, her like you know biggest match here, at least on American soil. Yeah. And that was fantastic uh, to everyone. Can't wait for War Games this week. And thanks for listening, folks. You can rate, review, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere. Come back next week. Uh, 
we have all this whole War Games thing to talk about. By this time next week, Cameron Grimes could be uh, as soft as a as a ba- as a newborn baby. <laughs> Oh no! Oh I no! Is right. I certainly, uh, I certainly don't hope so. But uh, of course, all that other wrestling action winner is coming, baby. And uh, Mike, uh, you take care of yourself. Yeah, we'll see you next time. 